Hi, you're listening to Phil DeBella, and this is Flashcast by PDB. Today, I'm joined by my wonderful and talented, smarter wife, Jana DeBella. Welcome, Gigi. Hi, everyone. We're going to be talking about anxiety and teenagers. We have a 14-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old boy, and they're both beautiful and healthy. But as we know, parenting doesn't come without its ups and downs. So we've had a little bit of experience in this area. And unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, even though it's part of life now, we've had a lot of people reach out that their kids are going through really bad anxieties. Hopefully, this flashcast helps uh, the people that are listening in one way, shape, or form. But we do have a little bit of experience. I, myself, went through anxiety in business, not with teenagers, but today we're going to be talking more about obviously teenagers, but anxiety is anxiety. So I'll share a little bit of my experience as well. Let me kick off by saying to me, what happened with my type of anxiety was where my brain and body didn't keep up. They weren't in sync. And a lot of people say, and I'm not the qualified psychologist or expert in this area, except the fact that I've been through, that it was for me, my anxiety kicked in, my shortness of breath, my sweats, my panic attacks would kick in when my brain was going at 100 miles an hour and it suddenly stopped. It wanted to relax. So in scenarios like going to the movies or sitting down in the couch to relax, my anxiety would kick in because my body was just, the adrenaline was too high and it was saying, no, we're not stopping, we're going. And the brain wanted. So it was this, for me, it was this battle of brain and body. And it was simply where the body and the brain didn't talk to each other. The brain wanted to relax, the body wanted to keep going. So things that I had to put measures in place to help that. And I'll talk about that later. But that was anxiety that I felt. John, yourself, any anxiety stories to share? Yeah, I probably had anxiety when I was in my early 20s is when I experienced anxiety. And the reason for that was that I just had really high expectations of myself and my life. And that fear of, well, what's my future going to hold really scared me and created a lot of anxiety and depression for me. And how did you deal with it? I had a lot of support around me. I had a great sister who would constantly be talking to me because obviously we were from a family who couldn't afford psychologists or anything like that. So I had my sister talking to me often and the value that came from that was that she would constantly reframe how I was looking at things because I would obviously take a very negative perspective on things and a negative mindset and she would then come with an alternative position, which was invaluable. The other thing was I read a lot. So I started to learn more and more about the brain and what was happening physically in my brain and how that was impacting on me both emotionally and behaviourally. Yeah, no, fantastic. You know, the point said, surround yourself with the right people. Um, it doesn't have to be a qualified psychologist and all the rest of you can't afford it. You take the tools you can with the resources you've got. But um, surround yourself with the right people and talking about it obviously helps. And the second part, which is, is an amazing advice, is read about it, learn about it, because it is, unfortunately, most anxiety is in the brain and it's what we feed ourselves in the mind. So if we teach ourselves more about it and how the brain works and how things happen, and not only we're going to become smarter, obviously, but it's going to help us deal with it. For me, it was those things that John about, but especially breathing. I explored meditation. I never thought I could meditate. And now I can notice if I don't. But the meditation was just the process that helped me stop. It helped the body and the mind connect and work as one. So the mind stopped, the body took a little while, but the breathing helped me connect the two together. Let's talk about specifically tweens. Is it any different for teenagers, Jana, in your opinion, what they go through to what you went through? Like, don't 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-olds go through the same thing you did in your 20s, but now at an earlier age? Yes, I agree. I think the way that we live when we're always connected 
and we're always seeing these curated images of people's lives and their perfection. I think that really has heightened anxiety at younger ages. I feel that is one of the major causes, plus the fact that we are all human. So regardless of what age we're at, we still think the same and our brain does go into that protective mechanism where it's trying to protect us and because it's trying to protect us it often tries to create that fear in us so that we don't step too far out of the line which is good when we're trying to live in a life where the saber-toothed tigers were after us but in today's day and age we don't have those risks but our brain hasn't evolved beyond that so it's constantly trying to tell us that there's fear and danger which is why typically most of us do think negatively and we do have habits of thinking that is shared amongst all adult humans. So once we know what those pitfalls are, that's where we can start to develop some self-awareness and then strategies around how to counteract those habits of thinking that's shared between all humans. Things like brainwashing, brainwash ourselves into thinking a certain way, or we do mind reading, or we do things where we maximise the negatives and minimise the positives. They're all ways that human beings think. And when we're 14, especially 12 to 16, and we're trying to prove ourselves to the world, those habits of mind can really impact and create great anxiety for people. Yeah, you've summarised that really, really well. You know, we make assumptions in general around awareness, the speed of information that's coming at us and the access. You know, I talk about when obviously Trump was in Paris to say uh, Putin farts and Trump smells it two seconds later. That's the speed. And, you know, sorry for the crass analogy, but that's the speed of which everything travels now. So the expectations are highlighted. They're seeing all these images. They're seeing things on social media and TikTok and all the rest of it. And it's building this expectation. And the great point that I got out of what you just said is that the brain, We've evolved in many ways, but the brain hasn't evolved, which comes back to your point of, and do you think that this is a great tool? Because I want to segue into what tools you think as parents, and not even just parents, but somebody helping others, whether it's a relative or a friend, helping them through anxiety. Let's kick off. Key one would need to be, obviously, getting our kids to read more and understanding their brain more. Listening to this flashcast is obviously a great point, and I'll be making sure our kids listen to it. But reading and understanding more, that obviously one of the tips you'd give is that we put the right material in front of our kids and say, understand your brain a bit more, understand how it works so that you are developing. so that the evolution of your brain is keeping up with the evolution of the things around you? Yeah, that's definitely one tip. The other tip, obviously, as every parent would know, is to create the space to allow our children to have those conversations and so that they feel that they've got a secure base and a safe place to fall, Um, having conversations about how they're truly feeling without them feeling the pressure that we're trying to put our spin on it. But at the same time, one thing that's worked really well for our daughter is when she is sharing a story is to simply ask the question, well, how could you look at that differently that is more supportive of you? And how can you retell that story? Because 70,000 thoughts come through our mind every day and those 70,000 thoughts, most of them are negative. Stopping and saying, well, what story am I telling myself and how it is, 
how is it that I can change that story? Pen and paper never lies, as Phil often says, and it's a journey. So making sure that you document how you're thinking and feeling and then it's almost like arguing with yourself and arguing with your own brain on, well, what evidence do I have that shows that that is not completely true? And getting the support around you that you need, right? Again, I always saying, am I doing the best? Or in this case, as parents, we can say, are we doing the best that we can with the resources we have at the time that it's around? And different people have different resources. But making sure you surround yourself with the right people, whether they're paid for experts or not, making sure that you have access to the right information, pen and paper and clarity and space is a big one, giving that space. And let's not forget meditation. Calm app on is great. There's plenty of them out there or soothing music. These are all tips. Now, just to finish off in the, in the interest of Flashcast, I mean, we could talk about this topic forever and we will address it in different ways, shape or form in, in further future episodes. But a lot of the questions be, well, what do I look for to know that my kids have anxiety? And some of the things to think about is reoccurring fears and worries that are around the routine parts of their life. So things that they've never freaked out about before, but all of a sudden they're worried and they're fearful of, even though you know, to you that might be, well, hang on, I haven't seen this coming. Irritability, where they get irritable quickly and they snap back, as we know teenagers do regardless, but again, outside of the norm. Trouble concentrating, are they being able to focus or not? Or you're speaking to them and then looking into la-la land is a great way. Self-consciousness and being sensitive to criticism, that's a key one. Have they all of a sudden become more self-conscious and very sensitive to criticism. And for me, that was what I picked up on our daughter. Um, Certain things that would never bother her before, all of a sudden, there was a sensitivity to this criticism and I'd say, what's going on? And I would ask the questions as Jana's taught me so well to do and withdraw from social activity. Everyone's level of social is different, but if they're withdrawing from social activity, and again, what you're looking for is changes in behavior, changes in behavior. So if they were very social, all of a sudden they're not, there's a problem. They took in routine parts of their life with ease and all of a sudden they're worried about something and fearful, then that's a trigger point. If they're all of a sudden more irritable than they've ever been, there's a problem, stuff like that. So you're looking in the changes and the differences. These are some of the symptoms, you know, and then of course you've got stomach ache, your stomach's your second brain, so things like that. So you need to really just be across it. We need to be attentive. It's not just with our children, but it's with all of our people. So in summary, Jana, I'll hand over to you. I know we've gone a bit over, but of course a very important topic. Jay? Uh, so three tips I would suggest is, as I said, encourage your children to read more so that they understand themselves more, to create a very secure base of a community around them. Three, always be there. Tell them they are enough. Even if you have to put it on the mirror with lipstick, that constant message should be you are enough as you are. Yeah, great tips there. Um, Again, thank you, uh, G. I hope um, listeners have got plenty out of that. Of course, this topic could be go on for days and it is a concern for everybody. And again, it doesn't just relate to teenagers, even though that's where we focus. Hopefully there's some useful tips there for all ages in dealing with anxiety. Jana, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Till next time, you've been listening to Phil DeBella and Jana DeBella. This is Flashcast by PDB. PDB.